All right, and we're live with episode official episode one of Shooting the Bull. We got Mike Driver with us today, um, pretty much the the goat of the southeastern circuit <laughs> in bullfighting. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here talking to you. And we're um, getting down here. We're at the Wharton County Youth Fair for some extreme bulls action tonight. And you said you rolled in. Did you not fight it here last night? Yes, sir. I was here. I've been here since Tuesday. I got here a little early, and uh, man, the bulls really bucked last night. And the day sheet, man, it's loaded. I'm telling you. Yeah, I seen them. We walked up there to check in a while ago. We seen Sage Kimsey. Seen on Instagram, Josh Frost going to be here, and uh, the old burger trucks here. So it ought to be a good night. Man, they the first section was all burger bulls last night, and man, I think they rode one in the first section, and boy, did they buck, man. Yeah, Chad's got a good pin. He's hauling. Um, so basically, before we get too much into Wharton, let's talk about, tell us how you got your start in bullfighting and kind of how your career's, you know, like the process of your career up to this point. Well, man, uh, just like any other kid that goes to his rodeo for the first time in my generation, the uh, next thing you do is you go watch eight seconds like everybody else. <laughs> and uh, everybody wants to be tough and Lane and Cody, but as you can look at me, I'm not the normal rodeo rough stock size guy. And I want to be a bull rider, but physically never was going to work out and whenever i was getting on a few bulls uh i met a guy who fought bulls amateur rodeo and stuff and uh kind of become good friends with him and he lived down in south louisiana and he's uh i kind of pestered him a little while but hey man you know i, I love bull riding so much that like i didn't want to just step away from it because i wasn't that good at being a bull rider i was like hey man you teach me how to be a bullfighter and he kind of pushed it off for a while because I mean, he didn't take me serious, and one day he finally just got tired of hearing it, and he's like, man, just come on down here. I'll put you in front of some, and I went, uh, about two weeks later, I packed all my stuff and moved to Baton Rouge, and he put me in front of some bulls, and I kind of never looked back since then. So where did you, um, you said you went to Baton Rouge. Where did you originally, where are you originally uh, from? I've been born and raised in central Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what, I, I was thinking you were from Florida. And I, I'm in Florida a lot. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's where I met you at, and um, I was going to say that, man, it, down here in South Texas, it's kind of the tropical, or Southeast Texas, it's about as tropical as Texas gets. I was rolling in, and I was going to tell you, you must feel right at home, because look at all the Bramers and Green stuff around Man, here. Man, <laughs> I did see some bulls here last night that had that old South Florida Okeechobee look to it, but the weather, it's kind of a shocker. I got here in my gym shorts and t-shirts, I've been kind of cold since I got here. That's what um, I rolled out. My, my car says it's 81 right now, and um, I rolled out of Coleman, and it was like 55, and I was like, man, I'm taking the felt. You know, this is the last weekend for the felt. And I get down here and it's 81 degrees and humid, Man. but I know I'm going to be in Lawton Saturday. So <laughs> back home, I think two weeks ago it was 28 on a Monday morning and 82 on a Thursday morning. <laughs> it's bipolar weather. Yeah, we're just in that little springtime where it's just just part of it. Um, so tell us about the Southeastern Circuit. What like you know um, what contractors you like or what do you work with the most? And Man, uh, I don't want to put the blame game on nobody, but I feel like our Southeastern Circuit kind of gets overlooked a little bit because you know you're Florida, Georgia. Alabama, Louisiana, and everybody thinks Texas, and you know, with them right boys out there, everybody knows who Utah is. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the Southeastern Circuit may get overlooked, but man, we've got some contenders, had some guys make the NFR, and I mean, we're locked and loaded, and I think it's just as tough as any other part of the country rodeo wise. But uh, our finals kind of they add a lot of money, and I think it's going to draw a lot more guys there. And our contractors and the ones I work for are great, you know, five star rodeo, four L Diamond S, and uh works on for universal and the weekly brothers man they i can't say one bad thing about any of them all the rodeos are good and they take care of us and i mean they're super loyal guys and put on great rodeos and the stock's good too man yeah you talk about your talent you know i'm, I'm not too 
keen on every mm-hmm. event, but I know in the bull riding, um, two headliners to come to names, Cullen Telfer and Ernie, Ern Bob Corson, <laughs> and I know that you're good friends with both of them. Absolutely. Cullen was here last night. Uh, Ernie's had some tough luck after Montgomery. I think he bummed his knee up going back into the finals at Houston, and I talked to him the other day, and he told me he was going to take off to San Angelo, so... We're hoping we're all pulling for him back, and Cullen too. He's right there. I, I think he's in the mix, top twenty in the world. But uh, you know, Arn Bob, he missed it last year by a couple spots. But I mean, Ernie's Ernie's one of my best friends, and I've known Cullen for a few years now, and they're both super talented guys. And I mean, the sky's the limit for him. We're all pulling for him back home. Yeah, I met Cullen. Um, we college rodeo together. He went to Snyder first, and um, then he come to Tarleton. We were on the same rodeo team. Um, but two kind of different stories for them. Um, you got Cullen really young guy and um last year i think he was sitting top 20 in the world and um had some issues or whatever and kind of went home and then ernie how old's ernie i want to say ernie's probably about 30 30 you just maybe turned 30 31 i could be wrong that nobody unless you're from that part of the world had heard of him until about two years ago absolutely i mean ernie's probably been riding bulls for longer than anybody but I don't know if he ever just didn't have that push to get him to get his pro card and go, but, I mean, I remember Ernie back in some amateur stuff in Florida and, heck, just discovering him a little bit on social media. I'm like, you know, who's this long-haired outlaw guy from Florida that, I mean, he's been exciting ever since you first seen him. And he he come to me and he said, uh, you know, are they going to mark me in the PRCA or, you know, am I going to get snubbed? You know, are they going to like me? Because, you know, he doesn't have that, have that look. He's got the long hair outlaw, mm-hmm. you know, and, I'll be danged if they don't love him. They yeah. really do. Um, the thing, like like his situation, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but just from like you know, from the fans' point of view, is um, there's a lot of guys like that. Like um, Daniel Keeping's another one that comes to mind. Is these guys are excellent talents, but they never leave their realm of home. And you know, like you, when you've seen Daniel get the exposure from the PBR Team Series, everybody's like, "Where did this guy come Absolutely. from?" Absolutely. Same way with Ernie busting out on PRCA. It's like, well, it's not like they just got good all of a sudden. No, they, these, no. they're they're hidden talents, yeah, man. And yeah, it just takes that little bit of push and getting the you know right place, right bull riding. You know, the right people see you, you make the right bull riding, and you're on the map. Yeah, and you know, it's like it's like I said, it's not like they just got good. These guys have been good for like I said, Ernie's been riding bulls for how long? But you just now hear of him because he just kind of got his pro card. I think you're going to be hearing from him for a long time now, man. I think he's here to stay. And, like, to me, I tell I tell him, you know, you think of the best guys in the world, Stetson and Sage, and I tell Ernie because, I mean, he's a close friend of mine. I'm like, you're, they're on your level, man. Don't don't set yourself apart from them. You're just as good. And, and, and I know they treat him well, too, and they've welcomed him. But, uh, you know, a guy from the outside looking in is like, man, I, you know, I'm not Stetson Wright and I'm not Sage Kimsey, but – Ernie's got his head on. He's got his head messed on right right now, and he's 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 just as good as those guys are. So they better look out. Yeah, and you talk about you know like an outside guy looking in. Ernie's going to be the inspiration for a lot of guys that are just kind of staying local. Them open bull riding, so like, and, and he'll give them. He'll be that inspiration. And be like, man, you can go do it. You know, he's going to be. He's going to prove that you can come from just your local bull ridings and go make it big. Absolutely, man. He's. I mean, I tell him all the time. I was like, I don't think there's a guy out there who rides bulls better. You know, with his atti- when his attitude's right, like. He's unstoppable, and you look at him, and you, you you can see him at the store, and you're like, hey, that's Ernie Corson, professional bull rider, and you're like, yeah, right, because <laughs> right. got that, he ain't going to cut that hair either, like, and he put that helmet on, may cover some of it up, but it's still there, he's still the wild man to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so talk about, you know, like, let's get back to bullfighting. Um, what are, what's your, you like, your training regiment, your practice, you know, because, I mean, like, 
Man, don't call me out like that. I hadn't well, been, been in the gym in a while. I need to go back. Well, it's not just necessarily the gym. You know, you can we can talk about, you know, the mental aspect of it or the physical aspect of it. There's a lot of ways, you know. Like, what, what, what do you do to get yourself ready? Uh, man, I think the more that I get to go, like, the consistency of being going, like, each weekend, week out, like, when I have a little time off, you know, it's hard to not be sore for a while when I come back. Like, there's a month between where the convention and the NFR – to uh january before i even work and get in front of a bull and man i i think back in january i worked two shows and i was a sore i'm just, i'm still not over the bull ridings i worked in january i'm still sore from them and uh, to me it's just as many bulls as you can get in front of it keeps you in what we call bull shape you can work out all you want but there's something about just getting around the animals and being in front of them that there's a shape that you just you can't compare it to the gym or lifting weights or cardio yeah um like um sh- you know sugar sean o'malley yeah. So you follow the MMA world. He said on the Joe Rogan podcast, he's um, he said there's no better training for fighting than fighting. Than fighting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know Joe Frost just said you know bull riding is 90% mental and 10% physical. But if you're not in bull rider shape, that'll be 90% of your problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So like I said, there's no way um, other than your craft by doing your craft than to get in shape for. I it. mean, he can't practice something unless you do it. There's no way to practice bull riding, bullfighting unless you're on them or in front of them there's just no way you can do all the drills you want and watch the film i just think you got to get out there and do it yeah and but like not to knock you know doing your drills and uh, it, and it helps watch a lot film. yeah because it i mean there's something to build on you know because like if you watch your film of gaps you're shooting you know you could be like man and it, it could be something just as simple as which foot you take your first step with you know if it's your dominant one or if it's the, the side you know the bull's on whichever you could just critique little bitty things that to help you just get that much better you know one thing that's kind of helped me is just having a short memory like we all nobody's perfect you know you make wrong steps wrong moves you know like hey, i could have done this better but you know if you're out of bull riding and you're thinking to me you're going to be late like i mean bull fighting's all on reaction like kind of seeing the wreck before it happens watching the guy's hips watching the bull's pattern you know and once you do something so much it becomes just natural like repetitions with anything and i just feel like if i can have a short memory on my mess ups and just not think about them and dwell on them to me it prevents having another one just you know yeah and especially you know because whether you do good or bad you've got you especially of any border or rodeo event you've got to have short memory because within the next minute or two you're gonna have to do yeah, it again you don't have any downtime <laughs> there is there is no downtime that's what everybody you know they praise bull riders for being so tough you know and but we get nine or most time we get on one and nine. yeah y'all get one or two and we get them all <laughs> you're you're working every single one of them <laughs> um so how many times have you been to the you've been to the Ram National Circuit? Bounce, I went once uh, the twenty twenty year the COVID year they moved it from uh, Kissimmee to Greeley, Colorado. What did you think about that? Well, I thought it was great to get to go to Greeley, but it it was with anything else, you know, COVID kind of put a damper on a lot of stuff for everybody that year, and you know, it the detailed part of it is like it didn't financially it wasn't financially good as it should have been, but like they still took care of us, and I mean I was hoping you know my buckle would say Greeley and not Kissimmee, but I think they're you know they were already made and i'm still going to support it but yeah man um, it's the biggest highlight of my life really and you know, i got to work with aaron hargo and wacy monsell and like uh, to me it, it, the nfr is about the only thing that could be better yes yeah, sir um how does that work how does that work how do you get selected for that you have to uh make you have to be a circuit finals bullfighter how many circuits do we have uh, i think 13 13 all right yeah, there's 13 so that's 26 guys you're selected from you know and they, i think they have a committee that sits down and they, I don't know how many is on that, seven to ten, and they all sit down and they pick a guy from 
two guys and an alternate from those 13 circuits. And uh, the only, I mean, as long as you keep making your circuit finals every year, then you should be on the list for the what is now the NFR Open in Colorado Springs. But uh, yeah, like you just keep making your your circuit finals and your name's in the hat, so it's got to come back around eventually if they rotate it at all. But that's pretty much how that works. So um, you said like the only thing better would be the NFR. Is um, is that something you're still definitely Man. striving for? <laughs> I would lie to you if I, if I said no. I mean, it's – I never dreamed of that at all, and I'm not going to say it's out of reach because, I mean, you know, I never thought I would accomplish anything that I have, you know, from where I come from. When you ride it up, I'm not even supposed to be a bullfighter. But, you know, I've made it my circuit finals many times and the Ram finals. And, man, just being at great bull ridings like this, I, I couldn't ride it up and put myself here. But – yeah, of course. Anybody that's got a competitive edge and in at the top level of PRCA would be lying to you if they told you they didn't want to. But man, there's the talent pool is so deep, and those guys that are there, I can almost say they kind of got it on lock. Well, it's, 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 it's kind of like a mon- <laughs> almost like a monopoly at the top. Um, but that's not that's not to knock you know any of the guys that don't make it. That's just I, there's so many guys, man. I ain't trying to interrupt you, but there's so many no, guys. There's a guy back home in Georgia. It's retired now that should have went 10 times over, and that's Matt Baldwin. He was on the CBR tour and fought many pro rodeos and PBRs. Like, guy never made it, you know, and it's not – he's one of the greatest. There's, it's so deep that there's going to be a lot of greats that never get to, you know. Yeah, and it, but, I mean, it's hard to get those guys in whenever right now you have the two goats going. Oh, yeah, you know, with, Tuckness, with, Cody Webster. With Tuck and Webb, like, pretty much, I mean, it's like, man, these two, got to take these two. But it's like, who's the third man? You know, and you got to get some new voters in there, man. <laughs> and, and that's what—that's what I'm saying. It's—it's it's nothing to knock, you know, like nah, either great. the third man that does make it or the guys that don't. But I mean, you can't—you can't not take Tuck and Webb. I get to work with one of the guys that made it last year, and he was the news—a new guy, Bryce Rito. You know him? He's here this weekend or this oh, week yeah. with me. He's one of these Southeast Texas outlaws. Yeah, man. Set I'm so crew. proud of that kid, and he's so humble and. I mean, he's been great to me, and, and back to Webb and them. Like, I don't know Tuck too well. I've met him in Vegas a few times, but, like, super nice guy. I mean, he seems pretty legit, you know, genuine person. Webb, got to know him a little bit more, and, like, hell, he bro hugs me whenever he sees me. So, I mean, I mean, I, I think a lot of those guys look up to him a lot. Like, I'm open, you know, all ears to what they got to say. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, you could look at it as a negative, like, oh, screw that guy, or, you know, hey, there's something nah, to learn here. Shoot, you man, know, I, and especially as good a guys as they are, you know, there's obviously no animosity there. It's not like they're taking guys that aren't doing the job at the top level. You mm-hmm. know, they're taking the guys who set the bar. So, I mean, if you want to you want to be there, I guess you got to beat them. Yeah, you know? and um, another good thing about, like, rodeo now, and especially I think the Cowboy Channel's helped a bunch, is there's so many rodeos going off now. It's like I said, even if you don't make the NFR, you can make a good living doing it. You know, Absolutely. You know, there's, you prob- there's probably a few guys out there that make, you know, six figures fighting bulls, and the rest of us are, you know, just trying to make a living. Like, I don't know that I consider, what, you know, my income as a bullfighter or how I make my living because back home, I, you know, I'm a horseshoer and I work on horses and stuff during the week, but – Fighting bulls is a lot more fun than keeping up with somebody's horse's feet. So. Yeah, I can only but, imagine. Uh, both both are kind of tough jobs, but uh, yeah, man, like there's some guys that are really killing it in the bullfighting, and I think you know if you push yourself to get to that top tier high level, I think it's possible to you know to make a good living fighting bulls. Have you ever um, have you ever dabbled in like the freestyle or you've always been in man, competition? I'm, I don't know how old you think I am, but I'm probably a little older than than you think. And uh, I didn't even start fighting bulls till I was 26. And I feel like that jumping and flipping and getting wrecked outs for a guy about 18 or 19 years old, 
and I, I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say heck no I'm not messing with it and it's be really dumb for me to start now I went to a few and I got my butt hooked off of me a lot you know but I felt I had to prove myself a little bit I try to be tough but that is a very very young guys game in the sport I'll say um like just from like I'm, I've never fought bulls um the close I, I give a pretty good hat throw if somebody gets in a bind <laughs> but um just from like outside perspective um you know in protection whenever everything goes good nobody notices y'all you know like you slide in slide out nobody gets hooked it seems like that freestyle like the crowd's here for, man for, i don't know i don't know how big a nascar fan you are but you know like the old saying is like you know nobody you know nobody wants to see anybody die but if they do die they don't want to miss it yeah you know? nobody like, wants to see a wreck you know, but nobody wants yeah, to miss one yeah that's right like it is it has such an, a wow factor to it and like i'm friends with a lot of the guys that are you know well, they're younger than me and they're probably some of the top guys in the world like you know, Knox Dunn's a real good friend of mine. Uh, DeKevis Jordan. Man, those guys are all, they're freaking athletes. And, yeah. and I, I envy them. I envy their youth. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, and these kids are 22, 21. And I'm like, man, like, I can't jump over a Coke can right now, and you guys are doing backflips. Like, so your answer is no. I'm not freestyling anything. <laughs> I'll fight a bull if the, the contractor says, hey, we're going to fight one after. But that's about it. That's just, it was just one of them freestyles. <laughs> um to kind of like you know to sell the show where i got a story about bryce he um you ever been to that uh or heard of uh was it pitching in the pines yes yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah over there i've t- never been to it but like Knox and them go every year and stuff yeah it's over there at the king string compound shout out to jake and mike king um but i was watching or i was there i was entered and um after it i was kind of just watching bull riding everything and um it bulls out of a right bryce is working the latch and guy comes off kind of over there on the fence that's a real small pin and it pretty much just trapped the other bullfighter, like, you know, against the fence. And Bryce comes kind of trotting from the outgate to him. And I know how athletic, or I don't know exactly, but I know Bryce is really athletic. Very. So he can definitely, you know, make his way around and pick this bull's head up and, you know, slide out of there. Nobody gets hooked. But that's not what wins protection matches a lot of the time. So Bryce <laughs> somersaults, flies through the air, and lands directly on this bull's head, gets the crap hooked out of him. And you know, bullfighter gets, or bull rider, I'm sorry, gets out fine. But Bryce, I'm talking about, took freaking hooking. Well, he won the he won the protection match. You know, he had definitely had the ability to slide in there and slide out. Nobody gets hooked, but he was like, nah, I think I'm going to jump on this bull's head. <laughs> uh, there's been some times of this protection matches whenever you step in the right spot every time, and you do every you use your bull the best you can, and you know you don't get any extra points. Sometimes do putting a little flash on it gets you an extra points. You know, not make a wreck, but you know, do a little extra. Yeah. You get the judge to go, dang man, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like they say, oh, we're not watching that freestyle part of it. They all want to see something cool. I don't mm-hmm. care what you know what the judge says. What um? So you said you know you're in your mid thirties now. How long do you think? Like how long do you want to be fighting bulls? Man, I, I I haven't really ever thought about quitting, and I hear guys talk about that all the time. Like you know, man, I want to fight to this, you know, and that, and I just. The day that I wake up and I'm thinking about quitting, I need to quit. So I'm not really putting no limit on how long. I don't. I just don't want to be the guy out there and you're like, man, Mike, you should have quit ten years ago. You know, <laughs> you, you look awful. You know, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm in my prime right now. Like I'm everything's going good and I'm healthy and all, but I haven't really put an age on. I just want to go as long as I can, man. Yeah, and that's uh, you know the thing. You look at Eli Vassbinder. He's I think 30 now, right at it, and. um he said that he's just now getting to his prime whenever there's a lot you know you look at like rocker steiner stetson right there's a lot of these guys that come through and they do man they light it up early but there's no right or wrong way 
to when you reach your peak. No, you know, man. as long as you just go out there and as you reach your potential and doing what you're loving, then, like, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? No, nah, like, I started late. You know, 26 is, you know, that's a late bloomer to start doing something like that. Especially that's dangerous. And I, and I kind of run, with, yeah, I kind of run with a younger crowd most of the time. They make me feel younger, like, fighting with Bryce and uh, Brody Smith this week out here, like, it fires me up. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm, I don't know that I'll look my age or not until I take off my hat, but uh, I I feel younger around those guys. And, it, man, it it doesn't make me want to, like, try less when I'm not around them. But, like, when you're around the youth of the sport and they're fired up, it fires you up. And, like, and as long as you're getting that fire, that means you don't need to quit. And that's why I do that's it right. is for that fire, man. I, I love putting my hands on these bulls you know and it sounds crazy but i I like getting bumped around a little bit you know get knocked around yeah it's kind of like you know like a fist fight there's a lot of guys you know they like to go out there and get once they get punched and then like you know kind of like flips that switch in your brain hey we're doing it now (laughs) you know you can't go out there and just play defense the whole time it takes all kinds of makeup this world man i'm just glad i'm this kind (laughs) all right well um, man it's 636 about getting ready time to roll up there but um before we go um why don't you give us like kind of your upcoming schedule where these guys can find you at and where they can see man i'm gonna leave here tonight after this perf and i got about 11 hour drive back to alabama and i got friday off and i go to a bull riding in uh, west georgia for kind of one of my mentors over there kevin ellis he fought south east circuit a lot and mr charlie lowry with 4l they're putting on a bull riding at a college and it's a good little show i'm gonna go do that saturday and then i think i got a week off i'm gonna be in georgia a lot in uh april and may and i'll be in fort worth for some of those uh the cowtown at the stockyards, the PBRs, yeah, the PBRs are doing now. You know, Frank, uh, give me a shot, and I'm, this will be my second one. I'm going out there for in April, and but mostly I'll be in Georgia, I think. And then come summertime, I'll be I go to Gladewater, and I'll be out, you know, west a little bit more. But we're gonna stay around home probably the next two months. But it's been pretty busy every week. Do you got any um like big rodeos up north like during all that summer run that you really like? Man, I I've never got a chance really to go up north. They kind of him me up down there in florida won't let me leave but i've been venturing out like getting to come to wharton and gladewater and stuff like that you know i'm trying to i want to go west and the guys that are west want to go eat like man i'd let it come down there in florida when it's cold you know yeah like i am not gonna fight them over those north dakota rodeos they can have that it's too cold up Luck, there. luckily a lot of them are indoors up there but yeah, yeah them outdoor rodeos and i ain't entered one of them ain't no sense in going it's too cold <laughs> absolutely all right um and then um real quick if you could um where can the guys find you on facebook instagram stuff like that Man, i've got it all <laughs> i got uh, my facebook my instagram it's uh, the at the Mike Driver. I have a TikTok. Don't make fun of me, but the lady, I'm gonna make fun of you. <laughs> the ladies like it, but uh, it's uh, at the Mike Driver on that. And uh, I don't like giving my Snapchat out yet. But <laughs> yeah, don't don't give me Snapchat. We'll, we'll wait till like I said, this is ep- official episode one. For, or, I do want to apologize, Colton Fritz, and we're gonna get him back on. But this is episode one, so let's figure out what kind of crowd we got before we start throwing Snapchats out there. Hey man, I'm telling you, that TikTok's where it's at nowadays. If you're a single man. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, I appreciate you having us on. Man, and, uh, it's let's, been a great time. Let's really. go mix it up here in Wharton, Texas. Yes, sir. Thank you.